How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer for Thursday, February the 11th. We had a lot of news yesterday, and we have a lot of news today, so let's jump right in once again. The first thing I want to talk about is a game called Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury, because the review embargo has lifted, and people are saying a lot of good things about it. Now, this game was originally released on the Wii U, and it is being paired with a whole new section called Bowser's Fury. And when it did first release in 2013, many people actually called it one of the best Mario 3D platformers of all time, or at the very least, one of the biggest underrated gems. Now, by all accounts, this is a successful re-release that is going to be coming out on the Switch, and it is apparently worth double-dipping if you've already played the game. Although, like I said, for most of you, it's going to be a new title, because the Wii U did not sell very well. It also has four-person online multiplayer, which is, of course, nothing to sneeze at. That's a great feature. And really, the unique aspect of this game is the new edition, Bowser's Fury, because it is a heavy departure from 3D World, and by reviewers is mostly referred to as a totally separate game. Many of them said it wouldn't have felt out of place if this was actually a standalone game. And really, Bowser's Fury is something more akin to something like Super Mario Galaxy or Odyssey, or even Breath of the Wild, because it is an open-world Mario game, which I guess is probably the first one ever. So they, they plop the player onto this huge map that has a giant Godzilla-like Bowser placed in the middle, and is just sent on their way to defeat Bowser. There's been a lot of positive feedback on that, and is another incentive to pick up the game. So anyway, if you're interested in playing it, the game releases this Friday on the Nintendo Switch. And as for reviews, if you would like to read an entertaining review, you should check out the one from Polygon. For a more critical take, go to Kotaku. And then for a, a balanced look at the whole thing, you should go to VG247. I thought that was a good review. Okay, so there is an early access game called Valheim, which has just been exploding on Steam recently. It's consistently hitting the bestsellers list. It's reviewing extremely well. Figured I should talk about it. Uh, so this is an open-world survival game, a la Rust. However, it has found a pretty early audience for how well it executes on the concept. In fact, they already sold over a million copies in its first week. Now, visually, it is very interesting. It's RuneScape character models that meets modern environments and shading. It's a little off-putting at first, but I think it's quite unique. Narratively, it takes from Vikings. And mechanically, apparently the game has a very clear progression system that feels very natural, with survival elements that don't feel punishing. You know, quality of life things like food not expiring and PvP being optional. That makes for an attractive purchase. Here's what Polygon says, and I think it was uh, a good description of it, quote, It is, in short, an early access crafting and survival indie game that actually works. There isn't anything ridiculously flashy or totally new, but developer Iron Gate has created a solid foundation. All of the mechanics here have been done before, but the hard edges and frustrating grinds have been sanded down and smoothed away. In a genre so crowded, Valheim stands out by simply working well and making sense. End quote. So if you want to check that out, Valheim is 20 American dollars on Steam. And I've got to say, it's pretty refreshing to hear about a game like this. I might have to check it out myself. Following the shutdown of Telltale Games in late 2018, most, if not all, of their titles were just taken off of digital storefronts. You couldn't buy them anymore. However, slowly, over the course of the last few years, the titles have been reappearing because somebody else reacquired the rights. And today, they finally announced that Tales from the Borderlands is going to be available for purchase starting next week, February 17th. Now, if you've never played it, uh, this is by far one of the funniest games that I've ever played. And it's probably the best game that Telltale ever made, though personally, I liked The Wolf Among Us better. But from a more objective viewpoint, I think Tales was better. Anyway, 
It's set in the Borderlands universe, but you don't have to have played Borderlands or even liked Borderlands in order to enjoy this game. So definitely give it a look if you haven't. Okay, and finally, it looks like only three months after releasing the PlayStation 5's controller, the DualSense, is having stick drift issues. Despite being one of the main selling points of the console, people are already having to replace the controller. Now, apparently these kinds of issues are covered under warranty because it's been less than a year, but it is a massive headache to get repairs because they have pretty poor customer support, Sony. Not to mention they're probably dealing with other things right now, like trying to stalk the PS5 across the world. But you know, they probably should be paying attention to it because, as you might remember, Nintendo is facing dozens of lawsuits over the Joy-Con drift issues. So the fact that we're already seeing these problems in the DualSense, not a good sign. For those of you lucky enough to own a PlayStation 5, be very diligent in taking care of it. My friends, once again, there was way more that I probably could have talked about today, but there's just too much there, so I'm doing my best. Thank you so much for joining me here today, back with even more news tomorrow. And until then, happy gaming, everyone. The TGO After Show, hello and welcome. Super happy to be here. Uh, man, like I said, there, there was even more news. And there is one that I want to talk about today, because Epic Games has revealed a sneak peek, I guess you could call it, at one of their new uh, features for Unreal Engine. They call it a meta-human creator. And basically, this is... It's going to be a cloud-based tool that runs in a browser, and it makes super high-quality 3D characters. And I mean, when you look at the stupid models, they look like real people. Straight up. They zoom in on the mouth, and it looks like a real mouth talking and real eyes blinking. And then once you've created your character, you can export it for rigging and animation and motion capture. And obviously, there's some limitations. They're calling it an early access thing right now. But still, if you look at this, it is, like, insane that you can just make this happen and then put it into a game. If it's an affordable thing, like, I, I don't know how they're planning on pricing this, but if indie developers are able to get their hands on it, man, oh man. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's not going to be a catch-all solution. There's still plenty of things that you have to do if you want to make a 3D realistic world. But basically just designing like an RPG character creator and saying, hey, have at it, indie developers. It's all yours. I don't know. That's wild. The more stuff that comes out like this, the, the happier I get. Anyway, I encourage you to look it up because I couldn't believe it when I saw it. Meta Human Creator. And if you are a game developer, please feel free to call me out on my ignorance if it actually isn't that amazing. What else happened today? Oh, BlizzCon uh, revealed their full event schedule. So if you're big on Blizzard, feel free to... Go to blizzcon.com and click on the schedule tab. Obviously, it's all digital. Uh, Hearthstone, I mean, I guess this is still Blizzard, but Hearthstone is basically introducing a WoW Classic mode. So they're adding a, well, I mean, I guess it is called a Classic mode in the game or a Classic format, where they're literally just taking the game and reverting it to June 2014, when, when the game launched. The original cards and everything. And I won't lie to you, it was really tempting for me to go back and, and check it out. And I might actually still just check it out because I played that game every single day for two years, the year that it came out. So I'm going to know all of the stuff there. But also, I'm kind of just happy with what's going on with Legends of Runeterra right now. I know I've talked about it enough, but Runeterra does everything for me that I wanted Hearthstone to do. So I don't want to tempt myself back over to the dark side. In fact, um, Runeterra is experimenting with a game mode right now that's a lot like a roguelike deck builder, like Slay the Spire. I mean, it's obviously very rudimentary, but it's a lot of fun, and I hope they keep developing it. Anyway, I'll stop going inside baseball.
Thank you so much for being here. Back with even more tomorrow. And until then, farewell. <laughs>